So this is what it's called when you get caught off guard. Uh, good morning, everybody. If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is Craig. How's it to the guys online? And uh, it really is a privilege to be together, isn't it? You missed your cue. Yeah. <laughs> that was cheeky, I know. Um, my goodness, I need someone really strong. Just one really strong person here. Just one? Only one? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I have a toolbox that needs to get put on top of here. Come on, gentlemen, help a lady out. Not saying she couldn't do it. I know. I live with her. I'm telling you, you, you don't want to be on the receiving end of her right arm. But uh, see what happens when a lawyer picks up a toolbox, eh? It's now the wrong way around. <laughs> Again? There we go. Just take it there. All right. Perfect. Well done. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Today is gifted number one, and I trust you're ready. Uh, if you don't have one of these, uh, they're free. Uh, they cost around 20 bucks, 25 bucks each, and uh, we as a church have decided to give them out to you free. What you do have to do is you have to register. So uh, at that table over there, you can register. We've got a whole bunch of groups. The guys, you'll hear about it in the announcements. I just don't want to miss the, the moment. We've got online. We've got on-site. You can find the couple that looks nice to you and choose that group. Um, we've got uh, groups for ladies only, for the young guys. We've got groups for people in the day, people in the night, different days of the week. So really, there, there is every opportunity for you to find a group that uh, will suit you. We're doing a six-week course, and so the six, next six Sundays, we'll be looking at the uh, gifts that we see in Romans. On top of that, there is, in the book, there is a six-week daily devotional. How cool is that? Every day, your devotions are taken care of in the same topic, so you can go deeper and then the midweek groups will be exploring even more around these giftings that we are trusting, as you've heard so much uh, referred to today. So if you're here for the first time, man, jump on board. This is your op opportunity. If you guys are, are online, if you've been online all along, maybe this is your chance to get into a face-to-face -face group if you're ready. Otherwise, there's an online group. You just find it in the, in the links down below on YouTube. And I'm encouraging you, don't just be a spectator. If you want to stay online or kind of travel and all of that, we've got online. If you're happy to meet with people, maybe in your suburb, we've got some there. We've got a bunch of new groups that are all over town. And so there should be one in your locality with good-looking people. There should be. <laughs> Someone out the corner of my eyes waving at me, clearly owning the good-looking people part. I do want to say, this is a week of birthdays. It's a week of birthdays. Uh, ladies first. Lorraine, are you guys here? Is she maybe outside with the kids? Uh, Lorraine and Logan. Lorraine's birthday today. Micah, stand up. Just stand up, quickly. Guys online, you'll have to take my word for it. Check out this guy. Yo! Hey, yay, yay. Happy birthday, brother. Hey, so cool. Is it 25 or 26? 25, hey, same age as the church. How about that? Then, then, I have to keep going. You'll find out why now. Then we have Richard's birthday tomorrow. Yeah? 
25, he says. Hey, where are your suspenders? <laughs> you have to have a 25-year-old stomach to wear suspenders. <laughs> and then most importantly, more importantly than all you other people, on Tuesday is Colette's birthday. <laughs> so nice try for the rest of you, your other February babies. Tuesday is the most important day in February. You get it? I hope so. And Sarah, Sarah Scorpion, yes, has just had her birthday. Yes, you see, now that we're going, it's like the prophecy. When one prophesies, then everyone wants to prophesy. I also had a birthday in December or whenever it is. But I'm telling you, the most important birthday. We can carry on for a long time. But there is one most important. You know which one that is, right? Thank you very much. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So also, for the parents, the All-Stars will be running a kid's version of Gifted. The youth is doing Gifted. The young adults are doing Gifted, and so on and so on. We're all doing Gifted, okay? You know the cool thing is, when you're taking your kids to school, guess what you can chat about? Huh? When you're sitting at the dining room table for a meal, what's your superpower? Remember? Shh. Go web. Okay, you got it. You got it. So you can open your book if you have one. If not, sorry for you. You need to make a plan after the meeting. You can open your book to page four. For some reason, in this latest print run, there aren't pages, so discount page numbers. And uh, that's where you can write some notes from today's message. So you see, I have a toolbox, and uh, I like to be like Jesus. My, 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 my Bible tells me that Jesus is making me more like him. And um, so I remembered he was a carpenter. So the more of a carpenter I am, the more I am like Jesus, right? And so in my toolbox, you guys can come have a look afterwards. I'm very particular about my tools and uh, make sure that you use them properly. But in my toolbox, I don't mind sharing. I just mind you looking after them properly. In my toolbox, I've got plenty of things. My favorite tool is this one here, is my hammer. This hammer has a very long story. So, yeah. <laughs> Many of you guys are like, oh, Craig, not again. We've heard that story so often. This hammer means a lot to me. And uh, this is an American hammer. I uh, learned about these kinds of hammers on YouTube for years and years and years. And uh, part of the ministry we do, if, if you haven't been around long, is we get to travel. And, and uh, over the years, we uh, were able to go to America I went thinking, oh, Lord, this might be my chance to get a proper hammer. South Africa doesn't do hammers properly. And uh, I got there, and we didn't have money for a hammer. And so then the next time we went to America, I thought, yeah, maybe this time. And I'm having all these crises of, of conscience saying, is it legitimate for someone to spend? So this hammer was like $50. That's like 800 rand today. I'm like, Lord, is it all right for me to spend that kind of money on a hammer? I can buy one for a hundred bucks at macro and I'm sure it hits a nail, you know? And um, so how's this? So I went alone and I stayed with some hosts and uh, they said, hey, you've just got off the plane. What do you want to do? Do you want to go walking outside in nature? They're big hikers. I said, well, actually, can we go to a hardware store? That's my happy place. And uh, we had a look around and I saw the hammer. I'm like, yeah, they're like, no, I can't. So this guy says, put it in the, put it in the um, trolley. I'm thinking, Vianki, what is going on today? Um, put it on the trolley. So this hammer is a gift. Uh, important tool. Uh, 
Only recently have these came into South Africa. If you know what this is, then you are a scholar and a gentleman, even if you're a lady. Uh, this is called a speed square. This is a 12-inch speed square. It's very important. It gives you a right angle, and it measures you. It's very nice. I have one of those. I also have... <laughs> this is a 6-inch speed square. The cool thing about this one is it fits in your pocket. You can walk around with it, and then you've got it when you need it. I have a, one of these. You know what this is, right? Right? Okay. Um, I've got all sorts of fancy things. This is another nice one. You've seen one of these before? Uh, you have. Check. I'm impressed. Eh? This is a folding rule. Uh, your dad had one. Was it wood? Oh, I'm so jealous. Isn't that cool? So this toolbox, I mean, guys, there's three drawers here. I could be here for a while. Yes, you see all the important things in this toolbox? All right. Now, which is the most important one? The one that's needed. You see, there's another uh, woodworker over there, another carpenter. The most important one is the one that you left on the bench or in the car boot when you're like under something and, you know, contorted into a funny uh, shape and you just can't reach it. Um, Obviously, they're all important, right? I've got marking tools. There's all sorts of things. I've got this does not cut well like this one does. You, you get it? You get the point? whole bunch of tools, toolbox full. Hammer is my favorite tool. It's not necessarily the most important tool. Hey, who's saying I'd rather be a hammer than a nail? You have to be a certain age to know what I'm talking about. But a hammer is not very good without a nail, right? And so we've got different tools in the toolbox. Let's have a look in uh, Romans chapter 12. It says, for, the, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many parts or members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. You can give us that next slide. But we have different gifts. I have different tools. According to the grace given to each of us. Isn't this cool? This is a gift of grace. Someone was gracious enough to gift this hammer to me. Didn't pay for it. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is in to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, then show it cheerfully. Do it cheerfully. I want to bring your attention. The guys on the, on the AV can try and keep up with me. Verse, chap verse 6 says that the graces are given to each one of us. It's important to realize they are given. They're not applied for. They're not uh, earned. They're not leveled up for. They're not. doesn't matter how many discovery points you've got. doesn't matter whether you did your exercise this week. You get them regardless. They are given to you. And the word grace is in English is divine enabling. It means God's way to make me able to do what, I, what he's asking me to do. Verse 4 
tells us that parts belong in a body. Does that make sense to you? Did anyone leave anything behind today? Hey, we were driving down the road. I said, Jamie, quick, go in my bag. Has my phone there. Now we can leave stuff behind, but guaranteed you didn't leave any part behind. Yeah, that would have been gross. Think it through. I was making a joke. Think it through. Hey, you know that parts belong in a body. Parts that are not in a body is called carnage. Anyone remember Saving Private Ryan? Do you remember that movie? Remember Colette and I went to watch that? In the olden days, we had the, the, the grace of going to movies on a Monday, which is our day off. And I remember we snuck in um, Kentucky Rounders. You remember those days? Hey, Kentucky Rounders and men where we were living, they put extra sauce on those Kentucky Rounders. We got in and the movie started. We opened our box. We took one bite. Have you, do you remember the opening scene to Saving Private Ryan? You see, that's what it looks like when parts aren't in a body. I'm trying not to be too gross, but I need this to sink deep. You drive past an accident on the road. If the body isn't together, there's trouble. You get me? Parts not only belong in a body, but they belong to each other. Uh, Verse 5. They belong to each other. Isn't that amazing? Belong to each other. And I think somewhere along the line, maybe in Western society, churches have have somehow thought that I kind of can take it, it on my own terms. I turn up and I don't turn up. I pray or I don't pray. And I'm not trying to guilt you into how many times have you been in church in the last X number. This is not a, 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 what do you call that thing at school? In the morning? Register. It's not a register list. You know, Wawa, yes. Zandi, yes. Finrazel, I tried to find my, worst, my most least likely name that would be in the building. It's, I'm not trying to guilt or, or, or anything like that, but my point is just this. The body belongs to each other. You know when you sit funny and your, your leg goes to sleep? Yeah? And then you stand up and your body doesn't, it feels like that part of your body doesn't belong to you anymore. Have you felt that? Sometimes you fall on the floor, right? And sometimes members of a body fall asleep. And it causes the body to stumble and maybe fall. Parts belong to a body. Verse 6 says that these gifts are given. I love that because it's such an intentional thing. God gave. And the best thing is he knows me. He gave me and he gave you different. Isn't that cool? Talk about my toaster again, Kathy. Verse 6, according to, and, and uh, it says that according to each. That means we each have gifts just in different ratios. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm wound up this morning, are you? I, 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 I hope I'm, anyway, okay, let's tell a story. All right, so suppose you invited some people around to your house for tea. Do we still do that for tea, for coffee? Yeah. Tea is that event, but you'll probably drink coffee at it. Hey? The, the, uh, the UK guys and the, the, the Australians, if you, if, 
the Australians invite a South African for tea, you just lost. You don't know what it is. Is it morning tea, afternoon tea? If it's just tea, it means supper. So don't have a hamburger on the way. Okay, so when you go to Australia for the gospel, now you know. So suppose you invited some people around to your house for tea. You're nervous. Many of them are coming to your house for the first time, and you don't even know them that well yet. You've decided to take the risk to put yourself out there, and you're hoping that this will be the start of many good friendships. Sound familiar? Everyone arrives. There's a buzz in your lounge, and people are laughing, and it seems like it just might go okay. It seems like it's going so well that you take, the, you take courage, and you go, you slip off to the kitchen, and uh, bring out a tray full of eats and drinks, hoping that everything will continue to go smoothly. But as you enter the lounge, your foot hooks on the rug and you fall forward and the tray goes flying. Sound familiar? You're absolutely mortified. And then one by one, your guests launch into action. See if any of these feel familiar. The first person says, don't worry. You know, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. In fact, only God is perfect, and he's always ready to forgive us. You know that guy. The next one says, oh, shame. Obviously a South African. (laughs) Oh, shame. Let me help you. And they run to the kitchen for a cloth to help clean. In my household, wet cloth, dry cloth, right? The next one says, you know, next time, if you just carried less on your tray and walked a little slower and lifted with your knees, you'll be okay. Someone else says, oh, you know, don't feel bad. We all have embarrassing stories to tell. I'm sure you'll get, it next, you'll get it right next time. In fact, I know you'll learn from this. Someone else said, I've noticed how well you look after your things in this house. You know, I've got a much bigger tray at home that I'd love to give to you. You look like you're going to be hosting lots of people in your house in the future. Someone else says, hey, Fred, you help pick up these cups. Joe, why don't you go help dry the carpet? Jill, will you help our host up to see if they hurt? And Jack, why don't you go and put the kettle on again? Finally, someone says, I'm so sorry for you. I know exactly how you feel. I do stuff like that all the time. It always helps me to remember that God loves me, even when I've made a mistake. You have nothing to be embarrassed for. In fact, we were having such a lovely time, and now we all have a story to tell about how we met. Any one of those feel familiar? You look in the mirror, do you see any, any, any of those? So I've got four things to tell you quickly this morning. Just four things as we set up our gifted series. First of all, I am unique. I am unique. Look around. Yeah? Can I say, <laughs> it's easier to build a church that looks like each other. I 
I remember we, um, Colette and I both got saved and led a church in Margate, which is a very different kind of a community, right? And uh, my 21st birthday, I had people of all ages there. It wasn't just me and my 10, 20, 21, 22-year-old friends. We were in every group. There was a vast spectrum of people. We got invited to preach at a church that was growing so fast. And, and when we got there, we were like, hold on, there's, there's something wrong here. We met the oldest person in the church, and they were 40. We were like, there's something missing. Where, where are the grandpas and the uncles? Well, what, what's going on here? We couldn't say God wasn't in this people getting saved like flies. But at the same time, we were like, but where's the other people? Yeah? I want to say to you that we're unique. It's easier to be with people that are like us in age, in personality, background, um, uh, uh, income bracket, education, tastes. Mm -hmm. Way easier. But I know that reflects the heart of God. I want to say to you this morning that you and I are unique. Thank the Lord. You couldn't deal with more than one of me, I promise. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 6 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. The Creator God, with infinite creativity, expresses His genius by making all of us unique. I meant to get the photo to you. I didn't. But if you've read the far side, it's the best. And you see God creating at His kitchen table because that's how it happened, right? And he's got the Play-Doh, and he's like, he's making, you know how you make a snake out of Play-Doh? And God says, ha these snakes are a cinch. You know, they're so easy to make. I think in um, biology, nothing looks alike. Even grass doesn't look like a different kind of grass. Hey, think about in the animal kingdom. Think about humankind. You could have known your spouse your whole life. Maybe you were those that went to primary school together. Known it, you know, I guarantee you different. You want to know how, how different? Just get married. <laughs> hey, God has made us unique. It speaks of his care, his intention, and his purpose. And so we're talking about these gifts, and we call them grace gifts or motivational gifts because they're the, the, the instinctual reactions that we have inside of us. And we have them, different ratios, I'm different to you, you're different to me. We're unique. We have them from birth. Isn't that amazing? It's like when God made us, He wasn't like, there was too much creativity just to work on the physical side. These are innate or inherent traits that even unbelievers display. It's the coolest thing. You've got unbelievers at work, they've got motivational gifts too. you just got to find them and it'll motivate them. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Maybe the spiritual language is a little confusing, but you can see those there on the, on the screens for you. Uh, if you think of work, think instead of prophesying, think perceptive or perceiving. Who's the most perceiving person in your office? Think about the practical person. Hey, instead of teaching the inquiring, they want to know more. How do we get this right? What about encouraging? I said to our staff the other day, I'm fascinated. Everything I know, like whatever's in my brain at that time, you can probably, if you look at my YouTube playlist, you'll know what I'm thinking about at that time. Because I'm always wanting to know more. Uh, what about the, the guy who's encouraging, promoting? Yeah? Generosity is enterprising. Yes, we can do more with what we have. 
Leadership is the organizer, and mercy is the one who wants to respond quickly. You see, there are seven gifts different here, and all of us have these seven gifts. We all have everyone, but we also have them in different measure. That's the important part. Don't say, oh, I don't have a, like one generous cell in my entire body. That's a lie. It might not be the highest gift, but we've all got all of them, but in different ratios. And the, yeah, you may want to share your profile. You'll have a profile. I'll tell you how in a moment. You may want to share it with your group or with your family or spouse or significant other. And um, the beauty is that, God, that it takes all of us together to reflect God. The goal is not that a few get better at everything, but that everybody gets better at a few things. I can guarantee, let me move on. Um, together we discover and grow in our gifts so that all of us are well represented, all the gifts are well represented as we function together as a healthy body. And we call these our superpowers. Can I say, grace cup this size, grace cup double, grace cup a million times bigger. We would still need all of us to be able to display all of God. Because all of the little ratios, all of the little shifts and changes and gift mix are important to band together. Make sense? So number one, I'm unique. Number two, I am connected. I'm connected. Think Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Romans 12 verse 5. So in Christ, though many... We form one body, and each member belongs to the others. That's radical Christianity right there. I dream of these days. Honestly, I do. City living works against this verse. I dream of the days when I say, you belong to me and I belong to you. Years ago, there was a church in... When they did their new members course at here at Grace Cove, we call it Blueprint. When they welcomed people in to fellowship, to becoming part of the church family, they would always end with, your fridge is my fridge and my fridge is your fridge. Can you imagine in our house, we have an upstairs, downstairs. Imagine coming downstairs, walking into the kitchen, and there's like some person you, you've greeted once or twice with, you know, standing like a teenager in front of your fridge, going like, what's there to eat? Imagine that. Like, where did he come from? I dream of the days when church family really is family. I dream of the days when we belong to each other. When we have the relational liberty to make calls on each other. Paul says, hey, I'm coming to visit you. Will you make your guest room available to me? When we can phone you up at a moment's notice and say, please pray. And it isn't just like praying hands and that's the end of it. Dream of those days. I'm connected. A loving God expresses his genius by making us all interdependent. I'm trying to rush now. The Ezekiel chapter 37. Do you remember the story of the valley of dry bones? God gives Ezekiel a, a, a vision and he sees this valley full of dry bones. And they're all scattered and they're all in the wrong place place and a heap of scattered bones and God says son of man prophesy to those bones and God wants to make an army and so he begins to speak the word of God and there's a rattling sound the Bible says the bones come together bone to its bone it says then the sinews the ligaments start to piece them together then it says the flesh came and then the skin 
and there was a mighty army, but they were still inanimate. And it's only when they came together in one body that God says to the prophet, now prophesy to the breath. And he said, I prophesied to the breath. And the army of God arose, a mighty army, ready to go to war. Dream of those days. Where we gather together. Some of us have to be shaken and rattled and rolled to come together. You put a sinew of relationship connectivity and, and we're very quick to say, hey, 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 hang on, hang on. In my house, we greet with a handshake. I know COVID notwithstanding. Yeah. Don't go deep. Just, how's the weather? We stay there. I'm unique. I am connected. I am uniquely gifted so that others can be divinely lifted. Number three, I must grow. <laughs> I must grow. It's the, been the theme of the morning. I must grow. We could say that God has designed me to grow. I honor God by learning about myself and how he's made me. <laughs> you want to know why this is such an important hammer in my world? Well, it's a 12-ounce hammer that hits like a 20-ounce because it's shaped a certain way. Not like South African hammers. You see the flat? <laughs> you guys are wondering, like, how gratuitous is this, Craig? This is called a rip hammer. You see, these hooks are different to South African hooks. Yeah? There's a reason for that. There's a weight and a balance and so on and so on. And the more I learn about this hammer, and now you, <laughs> when you pick up this hammer, you suddenly get better at using it. The more I learn about what God has put inside of me, the more I accept it, the better I get at using it. I must grow. So if you turn to page two, it's called day zero in your book, you'll see there's a web link. You can give us that next slide. There's a web link to a 42 question questionnaire. It takes you about five minutes. You can run through them. And it'll give you a profile suggesting where your gifts lie. And so I'd love you to do that. Maybe by when you have your, your, your group this week, whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever. And uh, you might want to have a look at that. And it's been fascinating. Some of us have shared ours with each other. It's so fascinating. The point is we must grow. When we grow, we find our X factor. Finally, number four, I must act. I must act. What does Mark say? Just do it. <laughs> oh, I hope this doesn't unsettle you. I wanted to say preachers are a little like Freddie Mercury. They wear their hearts on their sleeves. <laughs> We're always putting ourselves out there, whoever the preacher is. Yeah? And you know, sometimes people say, hey, sometimes people say, great, thanks, Craig, that was a great preach. Sometimes people say, mm, thank you, that gave me a lot to think about. Though sometimes people say, bro, that was terrible, I'm not coming back. Sometimes people say, that was nice. You know which of the four I like least? That was nice. I want you to think. 
I want you to grow. I want you to have some reaction to the things that I have to say, even if it's to run a mile. Surely we've got some things to do. All of these giftings are hardwired by the Creator into our makeup. We do them without realizing. They make up who we are. You might be that guy running for the cloth. You might be the, the guy organizing who's going to put the kettle on. You might be the guy saying, Ach, shame. But you didn't think about it probably. You didn't think to yourself, mm, I wonder what Jesus would do. Jesus would probably, oh, then I'm going to do that. Most of us just react, right? Yes. Got it? We've got to act. You want to grow more like God? You've got to act. I must finish. All of these. All of these. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesy. If your gift is service, then serve. You get it? All of them have a verb to them. Every one of them. It's time to act. So finally, remember, I'm unique. I'm connected. I must grow. And I must act. You got it? I want to finish just with a little caution. I can feel the atmosphere change the moment I said that. You know, the way we are made up is we often look for our giftings in other people. You say you love me? Love me the way that I love. The generous people expect everyone to be generous. The mercy-hearted people are heartbroken when everyone isn't as merciful as they are. The hard workers can't abide lazy people. Am I right? I would suggest if you look around, how many of you <laughs> have expectations of me? And the other elders and their wives, the leaders at church. I would suggest if you've been around more than five minutes, you've had opportunity for disappointment. If not, just come see me afterwards. You'll get it taken care of. <laughs> My point is this. <laughs> There'll be a long queue. My point is this. We must be careful that we expect our gift mix from others. The pastor at a church or the pastors at a church should care for one like this, dot, dot, dot. We're just looking for ourselves. We're looking for someone in the mirror, not the gift that God has given. What about your spouse or your sibling, your co-worker? When we have the grace to be me, unique, but connected to other people equally unique. We belong to each other and we glorify God. When everyone has to be a hammer, <laughs> we're actually fruitless. I would love us as we grow in our giftings to learn who God has made us and to have the grace to let each other be who God has made each other so that together we can reflect the glory of God. Thanks, Rich.